Welcome to Scrolling, a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Devious. This is episode number 46. Uh, all right, okay. Um, so there's going to be some more Cyrodiil testing happening, you know, just... How, what was it? A few months ago, we had several weeks of serial tests where they disabled all AOE abilities and they and various other things. Uh, this time, they're not disabling AOE abilities, but they are disabling all proc sets. That's the that's the new way they're fixing the proc meta. Just turn them all off. <laughs> yeah, we fixed the proc meta, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, we figured out a plan. Um, so this is really interesting. And this is, again, they're just kind of searching for answers about like why performance is bad in Cyrodiil. And so before they were kind of going on this hypothesis that maybe AOE abilities and maybe like healing in the group versus outside the group and that sort of stuff was having an effect. And I think they found that it had a very slight effect, but not enough to really make any big changes over so this is the next thing they're testing um is uh disabling all proc sets and let's just see how that plays out so this starts um february 15th i think that's just next week and they said it's going to last about three weeks um it's going to be in effect in all serial campaigns both cp and no cp so you can get a sense of how that's going to feel um in both and what's funny is just to give an idea of how many sets are affected by this in the the forum post where they told everyone about this, they gave a list of the sets that are not affected. Uh, it's a surprisingly <laughs> oh, pretty wow. short list. <laughs> Me and you joked about this and it's like going to be like a throwback, like back to the original days, like everybody get your Julianos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Julianos, Shacklebreaker. So interestingly, what example they gave of a set that is affected by the test is Seducer. Uh, and at first, Davis, you and I both were like, Seducer, that's not a proc set. Yeah. Um, but I think they picked that as an example on purpose because uh, it gave them an opportunity to, to explain why Seducer is a proc set. Uh, it just it procs every time you cast a Magicka ability and then it reduces that cost by 10%. So it's just... It is a prox that it just doesn't have a visual effect and it doesn't have a cooldown either. So it, it just get your Julianos, your Shacklebreaker, just get your stat only builds. Yeah. And they clarified, like, you can still wear those sets. It's just the five piece bonuses won't work. That's all. Um, so that'll be happening February 15th. It lasts about three weeks. Um Sort of related. It's not part of the test, but they also said in that same... Uh, statement that with this next DLC update that we're waiting on, uh, they're reverting the, that change that they made at the end of these last tests where they, they no longer allow healing to, to heal outside of the group. You can only heal people that you're grouped with. Um, they're reverting that change. So you'll, you'll now be able to heal anybody. It doesn't matter if you're grouped with them or not. I still maintain that the sweet spot is to keep HOTs in the group and allow direct heals outside of the group. I think that would be ideal but if it has to be all or nothing i think they should revert it i think it's a good idea yeah i i actually was really surprised to find out that um that they found out that that didn't really have a huge effect on performance you know that was kind of that seemed kind yeah. of like the the forums call for like it's an easy you know it's easy way to fix cyrodiil you just have to limit the aoes and and keep the healing inside groups it seemed like that was kind of the forums call and, and i was i was in that boat too i thought that would make a huge difference in they're kind of coming back saying, you know, it really, that wasn't it. So, which 
you know, after playing in in Cyrodiil where you're not healing in groups, uh, I think after experience it, I'm kind of excited it's going back. I'm I am too. Like when they were first talking about implementing this, I I was I was thinking that sounded really nice, but you know, I have some healers and when I jump into Cyrodiil, you can't always find a group. I've yep. I've gone into yep. Cyrodiil and have spammed Healer LFG in zone chat over and over and over again, and no one will. I've also I've also just tried inviting random people like, hey, let's just get a group going, and people just kind of randomly drop out. You can, it's you can't always get it going. I mean, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's yeah. not. It just kind of depends. Just running around Cyrodiil, whispering people, let me heal you. Yeah, and <laughs> it sucks it. to be r- running up on an ally who's about to die, and you just kind of have to stand there and watch it. And you're like. Sorry, that buddy. Is, like, that worry is, about them. Yeah. <laughs> that is a struggle as a healer when they're standing right next to you and you see that health bar, you know, and you're like, oh, oh, and you just have to watch them die. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. So, so I, um, I, I'm excited for that. I'm in the exact same boat as you are. When I first heard it, I was like, all right, I think I'm going to like this. Then after it's kind of played out, I'm excited that it's going back to the way that it was. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, and it also it had a weird effect, you know, like you could be in these big sort of zerg fights surrounded by allies but you you don't have the blanket of protection you think you do you mm-hmm. know it's uh yeah. it's, a, it's a weird thing <laughs> you would take some hits it was like oh <laughs> yeah uh, plus um, there's there's something to be said about those uh i some of my favorite moments in cyrodiil have just been i've been on davius in there just dropping heels like crazy and you've been with me on some of these and just like leading this charge like up some stairs as i'm just cranking out these heels and it's just this group following me up the stairs it's those are some pretty fun moments oh yeah yeah Cyrodiil's a fun time we'll we'll hop back in there if they get these performance issues sorted out i'm sure we'll start hopping back in there we really hardly step foot in there at all except to do the transmute grind mm. that's about it it's but. it's exciting that they're still continuing the test after they stopped them i was a little yeah. worried like uh-oh like maybe they just can't find a way to fix it but the fact that they're still going back still tinkering i think totally. that's a great sign going forward i agree i think it's really cool that they're doing more serial tests are not done with it that wasn't just a one and done thing they're it seems like they really are committed to making serial better yeah. uh, which is good it's a it's serial is such a cool experience when it's good oh yeah, yeah. It really is. yeah i mean they they kind of have uh this unique identity really this game's kind of the only game that really that has that type of environment and situation yeah it's really cool so that's that um so let's move on and talk about what's going on on the public test server this is week three of the pts this is version 6.3.2 for the flames of ambition dungeon dlc pack um so before we get into this these this new set of uh, notes here i wanted to touch back on um last week we were talking about how you know, all of our characters have an extra 1,000 weapon and spell damage. And uh, I had mentioned that I didn't see that anywhere in the patch notes. Perhaps I overlooked it. Uh, and it turns out that that is precisely what happened. <laughs> it was it was right there in the patch notes, plain as day, and I simply overlooked it. So uh, what, the, what that first week's patch notes said was characters now start with 20 weapon and spell damage at level 1. Uh, and gain an additional 20 per level up to 1,000 at level 50. So there you go. Case closed. Um, So this week, PTS, 6.3.2. There's some interesting stuff going on. This is actually kind of exactly what I expect from a week three PTS. (laughs) Week one, we got kind of the big new ideas. We see the the new stuff that they're going to be implementing. Week two is always quiet. And then week three is when we expect 
some adjustments to happen. Let's change some numbers. Let's dial things in and make that new system, uh, you know, balanced. There's no way that first implementation is going to be balanced. Yeah. The, the week of adjustments and tinkering. Yeah, totally. And it seems to me just at first glance, I don't know. I, I, I like these adjustments that they're making here. It seems good. So uh, number one, I think we, we saw this coming. They took the extra 5,000 health out of Battle Spirit. Um, so now when you enter PvP, you're no longer going to get an additional 5,000 health. Uh, so we're kind of we, we're kind of breaking even health-wise, right? Like mm-hmm. we were given an additional 5,000 to our base character. We lose the battle spirit. So as far as PvP goes, we kind of break even, except our other max stats are getting increased as well. Uh, and in a PvP context... We talk about all the time how oftentimes one one max stat is as good as another. You can adjust your build and kind of trade those around. Yeah. Um, so I think the the result is going to be people will have more health, but it's not going to be, you know, a ridiculous <laughs> about. They're going to have maybe like two or three k more than than what you have right now for for the most part. Whereas, like last week on PTS, I was I could not. I put a PvP build together and I could not get my health lower than 32k. <laughs> really like, trying. <laughs> just with like minimal investment, just like I had food active, you know. Um, so so now if you're if you're running like 25k health in an OCP uh, situation, uh, once you adjust your attribute points and kind of round your stats out uh, the way you want them, you're probably going to end up around like 27, 28k health, I, I bet. Also, the... The the new 15% base damage mitigation that is given to our base characters has now been reduced down to 10% base mitigation. So we lost the 5,000 health from Battle Spirit, uh, and now our mitigation is being taken down to 10% instead of 15%. Still compared to live, we're going to be tankier than we are right now, right? Yeah. So we'll be gaining a little bit of health because we're getting that kind of max stat increase. But uh, the question is, what's the effect on like stat builds versus proc builds. Last week we were talking about it looks like for sure stat builds are going to be reigning supreme because we have such a massive increase to our stats and procs just don't benefit from that nearly as much as like your player abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw in our testing, like my uh, my stat-based builds were doing about 20% increased damage and my proc-based builds were doing about 15% decreased damage. And it was a pretty big difference. Um so now we haven't really tested out now that we have now that that mitigation is down to 10% and now that we no longer have that battle spirit health we haven't had a chance to really test that out but we can kind of infer some things based on these numbers and based on that uh that first round of testing. Uh first of all, I think on a on a stat based build it's you're going to be killing players faster than you are currently right now, right? They have that extra 10% uh damage mitigation, but your your abilities now are going to be doing 20 to 25 percent additional damage to them compared to to what your build is capable of right now yeah. so you're going to be coming out ahead people are going to be dying a little bit faster even with that little bit of extra health procs i think is a little bit more complicated thing i think these adjustments here kind of change some things i think they have kind of shrunk the gap between proc builds and stat builds now and i think I think yeah. we can maybe expect them to perform similarly. That that's ex- that's actually exactly where my mind was when I first read these stats. You know, we've kind of discussed it when the when the PTS notes first came out, and I was a little worried because it seemed like they were pulling a lo- you know a lot back on 
the tankiness and right now battlegrounds have a lot of you know a lot of kills a lot of deaths and so i was slightly worried but really kind of once i you know kind of thought through it and really kind of started uh, thinking on it, it kind of settled in my mind i think it's actually going to end up really well and it, exactly for the reason you just said you know Right now, the reason why there are so many deaths in Battlegrounds is because these proc sets. Everybody has these proc sets, and they're just killing everybody. So they're pulling back the proc sets just a little bit, um, and then they're, you know, these stat-based builds are getting this this buff, and it really, you know, we kind we kind of might be at this real magical middle where stat-based builds and proc builds might be pretty even um, as far as effectiveness, and so it kind of opens up the door for. A lot more, you know, uh, different variety in Battlegrounds. And that actually is something I'm really excited about. Uh, that really is kind of the biggest part to uh, the damage mitigation. Exactly what you were saying, you know, taking that from 15 to 10, uh, that kind of has worked out a buff to the proc sets. You know, they're not getting nerfed as bad now, considering all things. Uh, but the stat based builds are still doing great. They're still just getting as, uh, as, as much of a buff. Uh, as they have been and so yeah uh, it seems like they're kind of meeting in the middle there yeah uh, and i think that's 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 really i think that's really exciting because if we can get to a battleground where you know if people have proc sets they can still be effective but people have stat based builds and they can still compete and be just as effective uh that sounds like a really fun battleground to me yeah so like i said if you have a, a stat based build on live right now you can expect to kill players a little bit faster when this uh, when this update goes live, and if you're using a proc based build where like most or all of your damage is coming from procs, it's probably gonna you're probably gonna kill players slightly slower because they do have that new 10% damage mitigation and they're gonna have two or three k extra health as well. That's totally fine. I mean, we've talked about my proc builds before, and Davis, you have a few as well. That they do way too much damage. It's, it's <laughs> it really way too is. much, and they. 10%, shaving 10% damage off of that, I think I may not even notice, actually. <laughs> my, my favorite example of it is your your Stam DK Bad Sally. Uh, anytime we're in a battleground, I feel like that it's just you apologizing under your breath as you're yeah. making up kills. Oh, I'm it sorry. Really oh, is. I feel bad. I'm sorry about that. This is bad. I know. I, I, know. Can, <laughs> I can honestly only ever do like one or two BGs <laughs> with that character because it's just, it, it really is. <laughs> I mean, it's fun for a little while, but it wears off pretty quick because it's like, oh, this isn't even fair. Like, it's just like impossible <laughs> to survive against it. Uh, I mean, like minimal effort. I'm just spamming a gap closer, basically. Yep. yep. Um, so um, one interesting thing about prop builds is since we are getting uh, th- these stat increases and this extra weapon and spell damage is that those builds are going to have a lot more healing power than they, than they did before. Yeah. Um, and since... Our health bars aren't getting increased all that much. I feel like that's pretty significant there. You know, getting a lot more healing power and not needing to to come up with all that much more health to to fill up your health bar. It just kind of goes right back into what we were saying that that proc based sets right now are are far superior uh, setup, but so they need to be brought down. But there's still some things with this change that I really think proc sets uh, are still going to work. If you want to make it work, you just you may have to change some things around and make it a little bit more strategic, but I still think it very much uh, you can have an effective proc, uh, proc set in, in Battlegrounds. Oh, yeah. Oh, and no CP, no question. Yeah. I mean, I think I think in no CP, there's never been a time that proc sets weren't super effective. It's just <laughs> yeah. free damage that doesn't rely on right. character stats at all, so it's, it's really nice. I think we're just entering a situation here where 
uh, if you want to focus on stats and just using player abilities, you just want to spam Dizzy Swing and that's where all your damage comes from, that's going to be viable. That's going to be competitive and you're going to be able to do that. And, yeah. And, and that's a good thing. Good it's going to allow a lot more variety in Battlegrounds, which is yeah. always a good thing. And I think there are some other factors that we're going to get into that is going to have a pretty big effect on on balance, on PvP balance and just how comfortable the environment feels. I'm actually really, really looking forward to this patch. Um, so that's that. Base damage reduction is now 10% instead of 15%. Uh, also, the major and minor sustain buffs, so endurance, fortitude, intellect, um, they've all been nerfed just a little bit. So the major buffs are now 30% instead of 40%, uh, and the minor buffs are now 15% instead of 20%. Um, and so, you know, these were just... 10 and 20 percent two patches ago <laughs> that's what, right so when we started we and you were talking about this and it's it was a funny conversation because i was like oh man we're getting the sustained nerves and you immediately probably said no no we're not we're just, it's still a buff we played so much with with the way sustain was like this was just a ridiculous level of sustain for a temporary amount of time yeah if we can just like <laughs> forget the markarth update from our minds and just forget that it happened you know this it's we've had an absurd amount of sustain for this patch. It's too much. Um, this is still going to be a, a major sustain buff compared to what we had before Markarth, yeah. um, and it really doesn't amount to all that much. Like I, uh, I, uh, I built my stamina templar in on the PTS uh, just to compare PTS to live, um, and she runs really high um, stamina recovery. But her current setup on the on the live server, fully buffed, she gets about 2,600 stamina recovery. Um, and with these changes on the PTS, uh, fully buffed, she gets about 2,400. Wow. Yeah, that's not even that big of a change. Not that big of a deal at all. And especially, like, that's a, that's a character that runs really high recovery. But because of the way percentages work, if you run lower recovery than that, it's going to be even less of a difference than that. Yeah. You know? my, my biggest hope for this change is that with these sustained buffs that happened, and they were just ridiculous buffs, uh, sustained sets just went out the window. Like there's just no use for them. Like they're just all on the shelf. And I, I like how every build doesn't have to have a sustained set anymore. But I would like for some builds to come back where it's actually viable to use one of those sets. So at le- yeah. Let's at least make those sets you know viable or usable again, depending on some builds. So uh, that's my hope. It'd be nice because I. I like those kinds of sets. I don't know if this gets us there or not. I guess we'll yeah. see because I still think sustain is going to be pretty easy because this is still a pretty good buff compared to what we had before Markarth. And we're going to have larger stat pools too, which helps with sustain as well. So yeah. I think sustain still going to feel pretty comfortable, really. So that's kind of all the combat uh, changes. They've also made some adjustments to the new champion point system. It would be extremely surprising if they didn't. I would be concerned, I think. Uh, like if it was another one of those nailed it on the first try things, like really guys, are you are you sure? Hey, they were they were listening to scroll and, and they, they gave us exactly what we wanted. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the all around with this whole patch, I feel like they have listens to feedback or just made some really <laughs> smart observations and you're just kind of doing the things like okay guys you wanted us to get rid of the 5k health and battle spear all right we'll take care Here of that you want us to make more champion point stars slottable okay we'll do that like they just kind of checked off all the box boxes there too much sustain you say all right let's nerf that a little bit <laughs> um 
So with the champion points, they say that they wanted to further reduce the amount of vertical progression, which basically translates to they they wanted to make it even less impactful on your build. Um, So they've reduced the number of max stages or points required for several of the stars. Um, But they didn't adjust like the max value. So like a star that used to maybe give you, say, a 20% increase at five stages well, now it only goes up to four stages and you only get a 15% increase out of it, right? So it's all around just kind of weaker. Yeah. Uh, that's most of the stars. I don't know. Probably some got left out. I'm sure they, they didn't nerf every single one, but a lot of them did get nerfed quite a bit. But at the same time, they reduced the number of points that you need to max out those stars and to reach the stages in between uh, for a lot of them. So you're going to have more champion points to spread around uh, as well. So that's kind of the, the positive side of that. Um, just with my little fiddling around, I found like if I'm trying to put together a PVE DPS build, 810 champion points felt pretty comfortable. I felt like I was able to get the stuff, the, the important stuff uh, that I that I really needed. And, you know, there's a few other things I would have liked to have had, but it wasn't, sure. wasn't that big of a deal, I don't think. Um, PVP, very different story. If I, if I was putting together a PVP build, I don't think 810 is enough to get everything that I think I would need to be on even footing with everyone else. Uh, the devs say that about 1200 is going to be about where you feel like you have everything that you could possibly need, uh, out of all those things. So I think we can kind of think of 1200 as being our new effective cap i know you know 3600 is the theoretical cap <laughs> that's ridiculous. but i don't know if it's actually technically possible to reach that cap <laughs> I, I really don't know uh, like the way they have the xp curve it may literally not be possible um 1200 i mean i'm i'm past that already and and beyond that point like with my character on pts with 1400 champion points it's already at a point where I can't get any more powerful. It's just, do I want to unslot this thing and replace it with this thing yeah. or, or what? Um, I think 1,200 is a pretty good number. I think that's a good uh, kind of increase based on, you know, 810 being the max. Yeah. Uh, I think that longtime players are either going to be close to that or uh, already have that. And, you know, newer players, it kind of gives them a new goal to get to. So I, I think that's a pretty good number. Pretty good bump up. Pretty good number. Uh, yeah. I think it's a good number to remember. I think a lot of people are like, like, what, what's a number? Like, what's a number I need to shoot for so that I know that I'm not at a disadvantage? And I think that's it's going to be in that ballpark right there, about 1,200 CP. Mm-hmm. Um, they also made several stars uh, slottable that were passive before. And we talked about this on the last episode, how they were inconsistent with the the healing stars, right? Like yep. um, the the star that increases your AOE damage has to be slotted. Uh, the star that decreases your AOE damage taken has to be slotted, but the star that increases your AOE healing is passive. You don't have to slot it. Well, they've changed that, and that, that is slottable now, as well as the single target healing and the healing overtime star. So it's all consistent across the board in that way. I think that's smart move. That's exactly what needed to happen. That's perfect. Yeah, this might actually be my favorite part of the changes they've made regarding CP, just because, one... You know, we talked about this. We with the new changes and the new slottable, and that being more strategic, uh, the more skills that are passive or that are slottable, kind of makes it more strategic. You kind of have to pick and choose what goes on there. So I'm much more in favor of that. And then secondly, 
uh, I was just excited how easy it was for them to change that. I didn't really think that they could just swap. Okay, well, we're going to make this passive skill. Now it's slottable. Uh, so I think that's kind of a good thing going forward that they can make that switch if needed. So yeah, uh, it, it just kind of seems like going forward that this is what they want CP to be. It's They want it to be kind of another skill tree type setup that's going to be strategic. You have to use it to build and it's just going to follow the theme of your character. It's not going to just be this, you get everything. It's going to be here's an extra layer to make your to follow the theme of your character. Yeah, all around the the adjustments they're making here are are a nice way of for them to demonstrate the flexibility that they have with this new system, you know. Yeah. It, the way they're kind of lowering the number of ranks and points and things like that. Uh yeah, it's really neat. So yeah, made several stars slottable, uh, and then all around they just nerfed a lot of stars, just kind of lowered a bunch of numbers. So the one that gives you block mitigation, it gives you less. The one that gives you movement speed, it gives you less movement speed, that kind of stuff. So all around the champion point system, I mean, we already said last week, it, it's it's a it's just kind of the icing on the cake now, and it's a much thinner layer of icing now. Um, I think that's really great for PvP purposes. For PvE... It seems like PVE just just got buffed, right? Like the, the I mean, I'm saying like the PVE monsters just got yeah. buffed. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the dungeons and such. Because you're going to be taking a lot more damage. Like the champion point system isn't going to be mitigating nearly as much damage as it does right now, uh, and it's not going to be uh, giving you as much damage as it does right now either. So, you know, I think some of that really difficult veteran content just got a whole lot harder and i've already seen people on forums you know there are people that are still kind of struggling to get through existing content with the system as it is right now yeah it it'll be interesting to see if the stat buffs and the passive damage buffs can make up for like you said really just these these cp pve nerfs but yeah i'm still happy about these changes um you know maybe Maybe they'll in the future they'll make some more PVE-based slottable passives or things like that to make it easier. Or maybe, you know, they've shown in these recent patch notes that they can kind of go back and nerf uh, dungeons. You know, those those uh, veteran dungeon uh, nerfs that we kind of saw in the first patch notes kind of maybe make a little bit more sense now. That might be coming to other dungeons. Yeah, it could be. We might see a wave of a whole bunch of dungeon nerfs here pretty soon. I have a feeling that maybe could be the case. So, yeah, that's kind of the the champion point system. They just kind of nerfed it a bit and made those stars slottable. I think all around pretty smart changes. Uh, oh, one more, the, the haggler passive, the one that we said last week allows you to sell to merchants for more gold. They said they found that that was potentially exploitable. So they're, they're looking, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means exactly, but they're, they're looking into that. And in the meantime, they've replaced it with a different passive called Gilded Fingers, which I, <laughs> I don't care for that name. Don't like the name. But I, it sounds creepy. I also think it's funny that they're like the Haggler passive, the one called the Haggler. Like this one's exploitable. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Just exactly. the irony and that that's the exploitable passive. That's, that's good yeah. stuff. So uh, Gilded Fingers increases your gold gained by 2% per stage. Um, So it has five stages, so you can get up to 10%, like when you're looting mobs and treasure chests and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if that actually applies to selling to merchants as well or not, but maybe it does. That that to me seems, I mean, you know, we're not big uh, 
guild traders or merchants or you know we don't know all the at least i i don't know all the best ways to to make gold in this game but uh this new one where you just get a flat percentage of more gold that you're gaining kind of passively as you go along i mean that sounds yeah. great to me i don't have to worry about it i don't have to meticulously deal with it i'm just going to get a little bit more gold as i'm yeah doing if you're doing stuff like if you're leveling up a new character and you're like farming in the vile mons which is uh there's a bunch of imperials in that public dungeon you know you could have this slotted and uh strike this, up a little bit of extra gold the, uh, the comeback of the of the trait what was it called again Oh, prosperous. Prosperous uh, trait. A flashback to the past there. The old prosperous build. <laughs> this isn't as good as prosperous, but it's it's something at least. <laughs> yeah, prosperous. And now what do we have? Invigorating? Get out of here. Um, okay, and then they've made some uh, minor changes to some existing sets, or maybe some not so, so minor. So Elfbane, Yorvold's Guidance, and Seventh Legion no longer work outside of combat. You have to be in combat for the for the five piece bonuses to do anything. Mm-hmm. Deadwater's Guile. This is what I've seen some people kind of lament online. Um, <laughs> so Deadwater's Guile only procs when you land the killing blow, and they say that's in order to help reduce the stacking effectiveness it has in large groups. So. Um, that's a bummer for some people. I never used it. It's probably not a set that I would use, but, uh, I know some people were bummed about that. Uh, Cinch's Bite. Now, uh, it procs whenever you actually dodge an attack rather than just activating roll dodge. And they increase the duration to 10 seconds instead of eight seconds. Uh, and then False God's Devotion, Quick Serpent, and Vicious Serpent. Uh, now they proc on enemies you've damaged within a two-second window rather than a five-second window. So I guess a kind of a slight nerf to that. Uh, and that's kind of this week on PTS. You know, we got the, the typical kind of random bug fixes. They're doing some balancing to these new dungeons, getting those things dialed in. Uh, they're testing the anniversary event and just kind of other random things. But the, the big stuff was those adjustments to the champion points, which I think... They've done a really nice job there. I feel like on paper that looks and feels right. I have a feeling that that stuff's probably going to stay pretty close to that um, until it goes live. Uh, and then yeah, we had the you know the five K taken out of Battle Spirit base damage reduction is now ten percent, and the major minor sustain buffs. That's what's going on. That's the that's the juicy stuff on PTS this week. So I wanted to circle back around to this discussion about these new heavy armor bonuses, particularly the one that, that we talked about last week where you get 2% additional damage mitigation uh, per piece of heavy armor while you're CC immune. Um, and we were talking about last week how, you know how Battlegrounds is right now. If you're in heavy armor, you're going to be a brawler. You're going to be in the middle of, of the mix. And the way BGs are right now, everyone's getting CC'd on cooldown. So you're going to have a, a really good uptime uh, on this extra damage mitigation. And if you're using seven heavy, that's yeah. 14% damage mitigation that you're going to have a really high uptime on. And that that is a lot of damage mitigation, especially that's in a, a no-CP environment. If you are up against someone who's in heavy armor and you know that they're going to be getting that when you CC them, you're going to want to avoid giving that to them. And I think it's important to mention that 14% is a lot, but when you're getting a built-in base 10%, 24%, you know, that 14% really becomes 24% from where we're at right now. And that's yeah. just crazy to think about. 
Yeah, absolutely. And there's already people who can build pretty tanky even without mm -hmm. that. There's already people who really know how to take good advantage of CC immunity even without the extra damage mitigation. So I think we're going to find that it's smart to avoid giving your allies this free 14% or up to 14% damage mitigation. So I think the long-term result as players kind of start figuring this out is people are going to change how they use crowd control. And I think it's actually going to be a positive change long-term. So you think about everyone's going to have higher stamina pools now. So it's going to be easier than ever to break out of crowd control. It's going to be harder than ever to actually lock people down and keep them locked down. Um, so you're basically just giving them free damage mitigation and the good players are absolutely going to take advantage of that. Um, so I'm thinking of like, you know, this whole patch, I've been talking about my magic and necromancer and Davis, you've been talking about yours too. Yeah. These are support builds. And the main thing that they bring to, to the table is lots and lots and lots of crowd control. Um, so despair here, she throws the remote totem and wall of frost on top of everyone. She also has the Celestrix monster set that's uh, stunning people. So everyone that comes nearby, they're basically getting CC'd on cooldown. And heavy armor is incredibly popular already. It's going to be even more popular this next patch, I'm pretty sure. So I'm basically just giving all those people this damage mitigation if they're wearing heavy armor. So I think that's going to be a much less desirable tactic this next uh, this next patch. And so I'm wondering if this is going to usher in kind of a return of more traditional healer roles. You know, we're going to have higher um, health pools as well. Yeah. Um, there's not, I don't think there's going to be as much kind of passive proc damage flying around as there is right now. I think um, we're going to be seeing a lot more builds that are focused on like intentional direct damage. It's not to say proc builds are going away entirely, but they're not going to be as prevalent. I don't think the environment is going to be quite as volatile. Uh, and I think healers are actually, their heals are actually going to have a little bit of time to do something. And you as the player are going to have a moment to react. You know, if someone's <laughs> about to die, you maybe have time to actually hit that breath of life before it's too late. Yes. So, I'm I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking probably um, those kinds of tactics, just spamming CC everywhere, which everyone does. That's just what you do in battlegrounds right now. Yeah. I think, you know, when this patch first goes live, we're still going to see that because people haven't people aren't going to have have it worked out by then. But long term, especially in the high end sweaty matches with the really good players who want every possible advantage, I absolutely I think that we're going to start seeing people be a lot more reserved with how they use crowd control. Um, I'm thinking of like. Um, a Templar using toppling charge, like the a, a typical uh, Templar combo is you tag your enemy with power of the light, then you charge in with toppling charge that stuns your enemy, uh, and then you lay into them with your jabs or your ultimate and then jabs. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, more than likely your enemy is going to break out of that stun after toppling charge right away. And now they're taking 14% less damage from your actual attack if they're wearing heavy armor. Um so it's probably not a good idea to open with toppling charge, right? If you actually want to kill that that enemy, you probably want to save toppling charge until this time is right. So like, I think of think of like a really good stamina dragon knight that's using fossilize. So fossilize is a really expensive magic ability, and dragon knights often use other magic abilities too. So a lot of the time they can't just spam fossilize on their target. They usually just kind of brawl and duke it out with their their enemy for a while and wear them down and then when they get to a point where they're weak and vulnerable 
that's when they get the fossilize and the execute and then the fight's over. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how we're all going to have to start thinking of crowd control. Wait till that time is right. Wait till you know you're going to get that kill. And then the CC is just there to help you get that kill. Uh, and if you don't use it that way, if you just spam it on people on cooldown, the good players are going to thank you for that. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And I, I, I'm with you. I think this is going to be a good thing in the long run because right now, just like you said, CC is everybody just throwing 100 darts and seeing which one sticks. Uh, yeah, because there's no reason not to. Yeah, you're just no throwing penalty. it everywhere. And so um, the fact that we're going, and just like you said, with DKs, you know, Fossilize is such a strategic uh, CC for them and that method. Uh, it's just going to be, I think it just kind of adds some more um, more, more strategy to, to Battlegrounds, and I'm excited for that. Uh, and I'm even, you know, as someone who plays a Templar, I'm kind of excited for, you know, you talked about Toppling Charge and the morph of that uh, Explosive Charge. Like, that's an AoE. I'm actually kind of excited to be able to use Explosive Charge now. Uh, yeah. I actually have always liked, you know, it's always appealed to me, but it's like, well, I'm not not going to pick Toppling Charge. Like, you you have to go with Toppling Charge with the way it is right now. But right. uh, I'm excited to to get to a point where you can, you know, you don't have, you can use Explosive Charge or really it's just opens the door for not cc everywhere yeah i'm glad you mentioned that like if you're a templar you're like worried about you know you you want to be able to open with your favorite gap closer the yeah the other morph explosive charge it only stuns if the enemy is channeling something at that time which in that case you probably do want to stun them right. you're probably doing something you don't want them to do um so you could switch to that morph and and probably be all right there. I'm also wondering if Dizzy Swing is going to become less popular because, you know, Dizzy, the first hit sets your target off balance and then the second hit stuns them. Yep. So if you actually want to control when you're stunning them, but also keep spamming your spammable, that might not be the most popular thing. People might, we might start seeing more uh, Wrecking Blow, uh, the other morph. I'm a fan of that one too. I actually, I like uh, the Wrecking Blow morph uh, for I what like it Wrecking does. Blow. Yeah. Yeah. I like so. I've used wrecking blow on builds before. That that constant uh, uh, empower is pretty nice. Yeah, I just got a text message. Um, and then like like abilities like the warden's arctic blast that just stuns everyone that's near them every three seconds. That might be a less popular ability just because you're just kind of willy nilly stunning people and again just helping them out. Yeah, I think this is. I mean, like you said, this is just going to make battlegrounds feel a little bit better because right now everybody running around, you're just getting CC you know, all the time. It's just kind of randomly being hit to you. Uh, and so there are battlegrounds where it can get a little frustrating because you're just, you're trying to move and you just are getting stuck everywhere you go. And so uh, that I think there's going to be, you know, we always talk, we've talked about this a lot through the past, through different patches is uh, if there's good movement in battlegrounds, it really just makes battlegrounds feel better. Oh, totally. And um, what, uh, what I'm wondering, I'm guessing the answer to this is no, but I'm wondering if soft CC immunity counts. Like um, if you get rooted, when you break out of that root, I think you're immune to roots for like three seconds. It's a separate cooldown from hard CC immunity. I'm guessing that doesn't count to proc that extra mitigation because you still have control of your character when you're soft yeah. CC. You can still block and all of that. I I uh, hope it's a no. Because <laughs> that would be an insane. You would. I think you could probably have close to 100% uptime on that if that was true. Yeah, there's there's two things to this. I, I like what this could possibly do and that it's going to bring CC down and, and, and I like that possibility. Uh, I also, I think the other side of this is, like you said, that 14% is just so much. You know, we talked about it uh, on the last episode about 
uh, it just seems like maybe like a 7%, like a 1% uh, per piece of armor instead of 2% would seem yeah. to make sense. Because as much as I like all of this, you know, less CC, you know, the, the amount of CC in Battlegrounds right now is a little messy. Uh, and it really can kind of make things feel a little bogged down. So I actually like the idea of less CC. Uh, but I, I, on the, you know, at the same time, I'm not crazy about everybody in Battlegrounds running seven pieces of heavy armor. I think I've kind of flipped a little bit. Like when when we were talking about this last week, I was like, oh man, f- potentially 14% damage mitigation. That's way too high. They're going to have a super high uptime on this. Heavy armor is already OP. It's going to be even more OP. And the more I've thought about it, the more I've, I'm kind of realizing, well, okay, I know that I'm going to want to avoid giving them 14% damage mitigation. Surely I'm not the only player realizing that, you know, so Mm -hmm. everyone's going to come to that conclusion. And the overall result is they're not going to have that 14% damage mitigation if you don't give it to them, you know? That's true. So I kind of like it this way. I kind of want to see how it plays out like this and let's just see how it goes. Because if it means less CC spam, I'm all for it. I, I almost don't want to ask, but how has the Maelstrom grind been going, man? All right. We just, we need to buckle up for a minute here. <laughs> so I am at a point that I am at my peak frustration with this game. Peak uh-huh. frustration. And I don't really think that I can blame, I mean, I can blame the game, of course, but it's not due to Battlegrounds or the meta or the patch notes, but... So I take it the Maelstrom grind is going well. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> Swimmingly. Uh, I do not have my staff yet. Uh, You're going for the Maelstrom Resto staff, right? The, Ma- the Maelstrom Resto yeah. staff. Uh, you know, once upon a time, I thought that'd be such a cool idea for a back bar magic a character. It's just free sustain for an ability that everybody uses. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, so I, you know, I sent you a message uh last week i think i can't remember it's all blurring together where i hit my 50th run yeah i did not get the resto staff a single time (laughs) and let me just to just to put it into perspective i got every other single weapon type i'm talking i got every single type for sword and shield i have a dagger i have a sword i have a mace I have an axe and a shield. I unlocked every single weapon type for every weapon skill line. For the dual wield, I have daggers, I have swords, I have maces, I have axes. I got every single weapon type. Frost staff, lightning staff, fire staff. all the Destro staffs. (laughs) I have gotten every single one. I can craft every weapon in that place for 25 transmute crystals, except for the one that only drops one. (laughs) <laughs> that's the only one i haven't gotten i don't even know i wish i was better at math so i could just figure out the odds of that happening like that's got to be insane odds that i've gotten every single other possible type except for the rest of staff i i can't explain i mean the <laughs> i've told you this just the mental toll it's taken on me like I'm going so deep into my own overthinking. It's like 
maybe I need to switch to a different character. Maybe it's not dropping because I'm running a Templar. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe it knows I'm Magicka. Maybe if I maybe switch to Stam- bug. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like thinking that there's like my mind is going crazy. It's like maybe I need to switch to a different character. I've I've run the same runs with the same character. And then as soon as I start thinking that, I'm like well, what if I switch to a different character and it starts it all over again? It's like, <laughs> I mean, I've, I'm losing my mind. I, uh, and just to let you know, just to know I'm even more insane, just due to pure stubbornness, I didn't quit at 50. I've run it four more times since oh, then. No. And I still don't have it. So oh, I'm actually no. at 54 runs. No uh. resto staff. Uh, I don't even know what to do anymore. I, it's, it's just like eating away at me. I'm, I, I after 50, I said, you know, all right, I'm going to quit. I went to go craft. All I was going to do is find one of these new uh, craftable sets, you know, that give the stamina and magicka. And I was like, all right, let's get a back bar. that gives me a little bit of stamina and magic recovery. And I went to craft it, even got on, you know, Davius, my main, he's my crafter, got on the crafter, went to the crafting station. And I just sat there and looked at it. And I just went, no, <laughs> I should be able to get this thing. So I went back, started the runs again, didn't get it. I just, I'm so baffled this is your I, life now it is I, it's crazy i all I, when i log into eso now like i log in and i immediately like a level of dread falls over me because it's like ugh, i gotta do some maelstrom runs like it's just like ugh, i don't really want to do that but I, I i gotta do some maelstrom runs to see at this point i want you to keep <sighs> going because i want to see how many runs it takes like i, I mean i have to run, right there's run nowhere else to go three Run 403, finally got it. (laughs) I don't know if I'll survive it. I don't know if I'll survive it. It's, it's part of me is like disliking this character because it's like, this is the guy that I do these runs with. When I log in with him, I'm immediately only thinking of Maelstrom Arena. It's just like, this is the guy that does Maelstrom Arena. (laughs) Once you finally get it, you're going to have to like change his outfit drastically just so, (laughs) just so I can shake that association. Oh man. It's so crazy. It's just pure stubbornness. I can't not get this staff at this point. Part of it's OCD. Like Keep going. This staff is like the perfect fit to the build in my mind. Like my mind is already made up that this is like the perfect puzzle piece to the build. So I have to get it. Whenever it does drop, which I'm not sure it will at this point. It may never drop. It may never happen. I've even thought this, this should show how far crazy I'm going. But it's not a bad idea. Maybe it's crazy. I don't know. I've thought about, you know, my kids, they they play some ESO, they know. (laughs) I've contemplated training them to be able to run Maelstrom with my character. Here, here, come and sit down. Here, play on my character. Learn how to play. Here, do this arena. I'm just gonna have them. I'm just gonna have them knock out a couple runs a day. Just, just, just for great. less like you runs go to work. for me. Yeah. Like, hey, you guys are, hey. you guys are uh, teleschooling today, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Here, here's your, you guys. You guys better your sure. Your teacher won't know. Better sure you make out. You, you know, get your math taken care of. Get your science. Get that Maelstrom Arena done. You know, before <laughs> lunch. You know. Oh, I like it. And just you have to do it. You have to tell everybody on what run you got your resto staff. Just. Just say it. <laughs> I think I got it on my fifth run. It was pretty cool. I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, let's let's move on. So, the character you're wanting to use this staff on is your I, Magplar, right? I, it's my Magplar. I have to thank you for this because. Before, you know, you you talked me into 
He said, all right, everything on the build's done except for that back bar resto staff. Like, it's not a huge part. You need to just run some BGs. Because you probably were sensing, like, a legit hatred for the character at this point. Because all it was is just Maelstrom. And so yeah. I will say that you probably you probably saved this character for me. Because we fi- I did run some BGs. And I just threw a random, you know, resto staff on the back bar. A piece of a five-piece set. And... Yeah. Uh, I will say that this this probably saved the character because the battlegrounds were a lot of fun. The character it does work. It rips. Uh, it 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 was very successful. We had a lot of fun doing some battlegrounds. Um, you What's know, the build again? It's five piece uh, overwhelming surge, uh, two piece Grothdar, uh, the Malakath band, two piece trainee, and then uh, the front bar is the Vatistran Destro staff, and then. <laughs> The back bar is supposed to be the Maelstrom Resto staff, yeah. Uh, but it really does. It is. It just shreds. Um, we, you know, our original idea was to pair it with your uh, Mag DK because they. Yeah. It's almost mirror images build wise, except for your. I use the Vatistran Destro, and you use the. Uh, I use the Black Rose Destro. Yeah. Yep. Mine. Um, both both great Destro staffs. Both do great. But otherwise, they're like identical builds. Like yours is a Templar Mines and Mag DK, and then we have those different staffs. But otherwise, yeah. both overwhelming, both Grothdar, both Malakath. Yes, and, and together, man. Oof, oh my gosh, they just <laughs> they shred. I mean, it is so much damage. It, it, these are the only two characters that we've played on as a pair, where like we'll just be the two of us. Like our our two mates are like <laughs> AFK. If we see like one or two or three other enemies, it's like, oh, that's small potatoes. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's a there's a group of eight. Let's go yeah, for those. We, like, I mean, we would – that's a great point. These were very rarely with characters where we go seek out outnumbered battleground fights. But with these two characters, it was like – we were like sharks in the water hunting prey, looking for people to fight. Yeah, because they're both essentially kind of almost like bombers. I mean, we could yeah. just like gap. We could both gap close into a group, yep. and all these AOE procs with Malakath start going off, and it's just everyone dies like within seconds. We it's both use wild. the the Destro Ultimate, so we're both popping that at the same time. Uh, if we line those things up Oof. at the same time, no one's surviving that. I don't care how tanky you are. I don't care how forty <laughs> k health warden you are. Man, you're going down. So that was a lot of fun. It, it it was good for me to see that the character does work. It 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 uh, it works. It's very successful in battlegrounds, and it was a lot of fun. And it was even kind of crazy. Uh, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised because you know your your mag DK Misato works fan you know fantastically with my mag uh, macro healer, and mm-hmm. so you hopped on your macro healer despair. And that was a great pairing with my uh, with this uh, uh, Magplar, uh, and that that was we we had some great success with that as well. Oh yeah, everyone has a good time with Despair. <laughs> That's true. Despair is good with everyone, but you get one of these. Uh, these AOE damage builds and you get a healer on them because that's that, you know, they are a little bit squishy, but you get a healer on them and they can where they can kind of survive for a couple minutes while they're in a group and they will just melt down the whole group. That that was a fun pair, but I think the the first pairing with the mag DK where <laughs> they were with the similar builds. I think that was the most fun just because yeah. we got so many kills and they both had. Of like uh, just enough cross healing and cross support where we we got by pretty well as just kind of being each other's healer. Uh, it was it, it yeah, that is, I mean, that's that a great support. point. They're they're both magic characters, so they do have good support, 
And your DK ends up doing a little bit, you know, more damage than mine, but mine ends up having a little bit more support. So they really do fit together well. Uh, yeah. Probably my favorite match. And, you know, we always do this disclaimer. It was definitely a low MMR match. So very <laughs> much it was low MMR. It was during mid-year mayhem. So, yes, you know. exactly. But we, we got into this match. Uh, it was uh, it was like a relic or a, or a capture, the you know, one of the, the, the land grabs or flag games, whatever it was. It wasn't a death match. And we always right. joke that, you know, every match is a death match for us. But we get into it. And it was just me and you. We never got any teammates in the match. And the other teams both had teams of four. And when it started, we kind of joked, well, nobody, you know, nobody's going to give us a hard time about not doing uh, the goal on this one. It's just me and you. And by the end of the match, I think collectively we were around 50 something kills. I think you got like 30 and I got 20 something. uh, And we only had like two deaths between us it super uh, lost the objective oh <laughs> we were dead last but man but we, we were like wiping both teams like over fun. and over <laughs> so oh man yeah. that was a fun match we the teams were just avoiding us it was uh that was that was a that was a pretty fun match yeah that was the one where it's like we would see like two enemies running across the screen like oh let's not bother with those two you know <laughs> that's not big enough there's a big group there's uh, six people over there let's go after them man yeah. So I, I can say that uh, at least I do like the character, and it is it is a lot of fun uh, with the character. Look at that staff, man. Just keep chipping away. Just do a One run per day, day or whatever. One of these days, every you know. time I cast every time I cast regeneration <laughs> on my back bar, and I I get that little purple visual uh. effect when I get that magicka return, I, I feel a little bit guilty. I, I, I will admit. <laughs> One of these days, it's going to drop, and I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Like it's, it's. I'm going to have to throw an in-game ESO party. It'll be my first in-game ESO party where everybody's got to celebrate. All Students right. are going wild. <laughs> Just a rager at the guild hall. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I haven't really been focused on any one particular character this week, except I guess my Magicka Warden, I guess, would be the one if I had to pick one. But mainly, I haven't really even necessarily been playing with her all that much. I've just been kind of thinking about that character versus my uh, Magicka Necromancer. So we just got talking about all these heavy armor changes and how my Magicka Necromancer support build with all of her crowd control. That's like the main thing that she brings to the table. She might not be as desirable as she is right now with this next patch, that sort of like CC spam playstyle. And this whole patch, currently, like, I've been wanting to play with my Magicka Warden, uh, Lola, who's more of a kind of a straight healer. Mm -hmm. Um, But every time I do, I just want to go back to my (laughs) Magcro, because the Magcro is just so much better. The Magden just can't compete. Like, the way the meta is right now... Heals are nice, but nothing nothing compares to enemy suppression and crowd yeah. control and just keeping your enemies off of your back. Yeah. Um, keep, keep those sets from procking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, but with this new meta coming up, like we were saying, we're going to want to avoid giving our heavy armor enemies all that free damage mitigation. Plus, the survivability is going to be up a little bit. I think people are going to have a little bit easier time staying alive. So that means... Uh, like we were saying earlier, healers are going to be more viable. They're going to have a little bit more of a chance to do something for their heals to actually yeah. uh, have an effect. So I've been thinking about, I'm probably going to kind of be swapping my my Magcro for my Magden this next patch. as like the main support that I go for. Um, 
And this has always been a favorite character of mine. It's been a shame that she hasn't been so great this patch. So I'm, I'm looking forward to her making a comeback. I'm not totally certain what her build's going to be, but I think at least what it'll be to start with will be uh, five pieces Spell Power Cure, uh, five pieces Hedy's Hearth uh, that's only complete on the back bar, uh, and then a Master's Inferno Staff on the front bar, uh, and then Mighty Chudan. And I'm proud to say this is my one and only character now wearing Mighty <laughs> Chudan. That's why uh, That's why you want to make this character work, is to get that Chudan <laughs> out there. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I agree with you. I think that uh, I'm excited for this next patch. I think Lola's going to, like you said, kind of make a comeback. Uh, for me, it's Davius. You know, Davius is going to kind of be probably the more viable healer. Uh, and I'm excited for that. These, these are uh, both fantastic. You know, Lola's... Lola and Despair, both great healers, but uh, Lola, Lola can get some some heal numbers that'll that'll just kind of shock you. Yeah, and she has a, a fairly decent amount of firepower too. Like with that um, that yeah. Master's Fire Staff, uh, when when she's fully buffed and everything's procked, she she gets up close to like five thousand spell damage, which is really really high. And then with this this next patch, you know, going to get an extra thousand on top of that. Yeah. I'm excited for this because I, uh, you know, I've been I've thrown the spell power cure on Davius, uh, and it's you know that that extra weapon damage is nice. So I'm excited that you'll have a healer that'll do the same thing because that'll help. I'm I'm being you know selfish with it, but that spell power cure that's uh, I think that's going to be a pretty pretty great heal set. I mean, it's always been it's always been kind of like the great heal set, but uh, yeah, well, especially it's... in this next patch, I think it's going to kind of hit a little bit harder. Yeah, this next patch is going to be great. I've kind of stopped using it this patch because of the proc meta and how, you know, proc sets don't scale off of player stats. So I kind of found, I have found less value in trying to buff up those stats. Mm -hmm. uh, but this next patch with, I, I think, stat builds are going to be making a bit of a comeback. I think there's a lot more value in Spell Power Cure now. Um, although I have been trying to think, because we do like to run these builds together sometime. We, me with my Magden, you with your uh, Templar Healer. Uh, and so in those cases, I'm going to have to, I think, find something other than Spell Power Cure to run. Probably just like a straight damage set sure. uh, in, instead. So I'm not sure what that would be yet, but kind of thinking about that. Like I said, this is just kind of my initial thoughts on like a build that I'll start out with this patch that I think will probably work well, but who knows what it'll it'll yeah. evolve. I might into. even I might even have uh one of my you know uh switch out sets with Davius is and you may even look to it too, but even if you're running you want to stick with the spell power cure on Davius, I always like throwing Shulks on there. Uh, oh yeah. I think Shulks and that could be good on Lola too. I think Shulks is a great Magicka set now. Uh, especially with the little five piece buff they gave it, um, gives a little extra uh, spell damage. So that's true. Always get that minor shorts. and major heroism on the warrior. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's an idea. Um, so yeah, spell power cure. Hedy's hearth on the back bar. Hedy's actually makes a really good back bar set. It's a really nice long proc, uh, and I have pretty much no problem maintaining that uptime. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about Lola. Otherwise, um, I don't really know what other characters are going to be like my main focus this next patch i kind of have a feeling that betsy my my stamplar main is actually going to be looking really really good this next patch i mean she's always great but i think yeah. actually she's going to be maybe one of my very best characters this next patch so i'm just looking forward to that and she's not going to change at all i mean i might change around some glyphs or something like that but you know as 
Unless they make some like crazy, crazy changes, I can't imagine her build changing too terribly much anytime soon. Yeah, um, Lord Lord of Nords is my version of that. I think he's going to stay the exact same going into the next patch, uh, and really just more stats and weapon damage for him, which is kind of, you know it's going to be great for him. So yeah, really cool. All around, I'm I am super pumped about this next update. I think really. I, I really would like to give kudos to the development team for yeah. for this patch here. I think they have done an awesome job of coming up with a really clever new champion point system. Mm-hmm. It seems like they've done a really good job of listening to player feedback, giving the things that we're that we're asking for, balancing things in really smart ways that I think and like the thing with this heavy armor thing and like how like that damage mitigation is huge and at first thought it seems like, whoa, that's wild, but you think about the long-term repercussions of that, and I feel like that's got to be intentional, right? It's got to be yeah, like it's kind of a clever want, way. We want to... to discourage players from using crowd control so much, but we don't want to take away your ability to use crowd control. You still have the choice to use it as much as you want to. Yeah. It's such a clever way to reduce crowd control without taking away your choice to use it if you want to. Um, yeah, it's a very, really cool. very clever way to to kind of fix a, a problem. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. So. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to this patch. I can't wait for it to go live. Uh, I, I'm even really looking forward to just seeing what the CP PVP situation is yeah. going to be like, even though that's kind of not really where we spend a lot of time. Maybe we'll start now because it seems like it might be a bit better of an experience. Anyway, nearing the end of our podcast, uh, emails and shout outs. There are no emails this week, but... I do have a quick shout out for Mr. Moon uh, because I made a silly (laughs) joke in the Discord. I said, hey, someone should make a Templar and name him Mick Jabber. (laughs) And then it was uh, crickets for two days. A little bit of crickets. A little bit of crickets. Two days passed and not a single person (laughs) responded to my Mick Jabber joke in the Discord. Not an emote, nothing. (laughs) The students. There's no rally of the students. Where were my goons? That was gold. I was giving you comedy gold. McJabber, you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, after two days, finally, Mr. Moon saved me and he said, yeah, pair him up with a dragon knight named Yeet Richards. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's a duo I want. That's a duo. If you see that duo in Battlegrounds, you watch out for those two. Okay, Templar Mc. Templar McJabber, DK Yeet Richards. <laughs> oh, man, that's just too perfect. I seriously want to make these characters so bad. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Uh, that's so great. So shout out to Mr. Moon. Thank you for, uh, you know, saving me, uh, not leaving me hanging with my McJabber joke. Surely McJabber, that name's already out there. I, I have to think someone has taken that. At some point. After this episode, it'll for sure be taken. It'll for sure be taken. And Yeet Richards. <laughs> yeah, Yeet Richards. You, you've announced it to the world now. Sorry, Mr. Moon. <laughs> um, Mr. Moon is a member of our guild, which is called Stoons Goons. Uh, we're mainly a social guild. We we do a lot of PvP stuff, but really we kind of just do whatever. If Davius wants to farm a dungeon for some stuff, oh. we'll all get together and go farm a dungeon. Uh, we <laughs> just kind of hang out in Discord and talk about build ideas and 
we'll go to the sewers and do some Telvar farming and just kind of whatever. But really, it's mostly a social thing. and We just kind of hang out. We're very non-toxic. Uh, we love talking about ESO and build ideas. That's really kind of the main focus of the whole thing. So if you'd like to join us, send us an email at scrollandpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up in-game at Cat Sparrowhawk or Davius is at Starjumper. Um, and I think that's the end of our episode. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. Keep those fingers away from me. <laughs>